podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Brand new season, brand new dawn for Formula One. It's the Bahrain Grand Prix. And it's lights out and away we go. We are the green, green, green. This for my kids. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of Pit Stop Fracker. I'm your host Richard and we're here today to review the Singapore Grand Prix. Here to help me with today's Grand Prix is none other than Mahad. Mahad, how are you doing today, bro? Um, I'm absolutely fantastic. Um, Red Bull did not win the race. Uh, this is just, just, we're living in Nirvana right now because this is what F1 would be like without Max Verstappen. This, this is big facts, yeah. Look how good the race was about that robot doing Harlan shit. You know, we got Utopia. <laughs> this is what Ross Braun was cooking up, saying, gets close to racing. We got four man racing for the lead. I can't remember last time that's happened. My time watching Formula One. I'm sure Mahad, you know, with his encyclopedia, you'll be able to tell you, bro. You're yeah? me. And we're here today with none other than friend of the show, Aldas. Aldas, it's been, a, it's been a while. How have you been doing today, bro? I am good. I am good. I can't believe it. A non-Red Bull win. It's unreal. I'm so glad to finally be talking about Singapore. Also, a good race around Singapore because that's not always usually the case. Usually it's one of those kind of, yeah, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of people kind of waiting behind every you know everyone. There's no actual real overtaking. But, mate, everyone showed out in this race. So it was a lot of fun. And again, I can't believe it. Red Bull aren't going to win every single race. Like, it seems kind of crazy seeing that. But yeah, lots to talk about. So I'm uh, looking forward to getting to it. No, for sure. Like, I'm I'm super glad Red Bull had an absolute... I won't say howler, but, you know, they didn't at least get a podium, at least. But um, yeah, but let's get into it with uh, Quali. So Quali was uh, probably arguably maybe Quali, Quali of the year, to be honest with you. It was actually really good qualifying, especially with uh, track, track evolution and whatnot. And also, yeah, just Red Bull just not being able to get into gear. And we had a three-way fight for pole with both Ferraris and with George Russell. And I'm also watching um, watch a clip. There's usually um, a guy who does, like, um, how to put it, like animation of the drivers when they do the qualifications. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of it anyway, like side by side, if you will. And uh, safe to say um, both Leclerc and more or less George Russell bottled pole, to be fair, my humble opinion. But um, Aras, I'm gonna come to you on this. What what was your uh, takeaways from from Quali? And do you think um, maybe Carlos or Leclerc? No, sorry, not Carlos. George or Leclerc actually bought Paul. 
I mean, my takeaway, I mean, first of all, we've got to talk about Red Bull. I mean, they, they looked like they were struggling throughout practice, but I think it's one of those things. It was like when Mercedes were sometimes struggling like during their dominance. You never really want to believe that they're actually going to struggle. And the moment they get into quality, you, you're just like, if they are going to qualify in pole, then you don't want to kind of act surprised as if, you know, you're expecting it. But it, it was real. I mean, both of them getting knocked out in Q2. And I mean, if you saw Max's on board, that guy was sliding around like that. I know people, you know, took, called it the RB19 rocket ship, but mate, he was on ice. So yeah, clearly the car was not working. And Checo as well. Checo actually wasn't too far away from Max, which is uh, hilarious. When the car is, you know, really slow, he's actually quite competitive, which is brilliant. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the competitiveness up at the front was so good. I mean, Science was on it all weekend long. I don't know where he's been. I'm sure we're going to talk about him a little bit later on because he had a pretty good race, obviously. But yeah, seeing all those teams, even McLaren in the mix as well, you know. I mean, we talk about, you know, people bottling pole. Should we include Lando in that conversation as well? I mean, what do you guys think? Absolutely, Absolutely not. Would you agree? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The car, this is not a car. This is not a track suited to the car. First of all, Ferrari kind of proved that they were the fastest all weekend throughout the practice sessions. Um, I wouldn't say it's a bottled pole at all. I'd say it's a bottled pole for a certain individual that is called Charles Leclerc, who is a specialist at qualifying and has not been not qualified, out-qualified science twice. If that's your speciality as a driver and that's what you're known for, and then somebody that's inferior to you has out-qualified you twice for pole, that's a conversation that needs to be had. So I think that's the person I'm Wow. I mean, to be fair, Russell, we're also... Russell put it all in the line as well. Yeah, we've also got to talk it. a little bit about Lewis as well, because I think he was like half a second away from... Uh, it was He was either half a second away from George Russell or Carlos Sainz, and that's too big. I think after the race, he was talking about it a little bit. He was like, I should have been on pole. He knows that qualifying. He really messed up. So I think Lewis is also another one of those where he... I think he, he should have done a lot better... And I think you're going to give him a much better chance to win in the race as well. But either way, it was still unbelievably exciting, I think, to actually see, you know, a, a Russell. A lot of people were thinking that Russell was just going to crash into science for some reason. So I don't know where they got that idea from. You know, is that his reputation now? But, you know, uh, but no, qualifying was uh, was brilliant. But, and also, by the way, Stroll. What do we have to say about Lance Stroll? I mean, <sighs> Richard, Aston Martin fan. We need, we need words. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, look, it was a heavy crash, wasn't it? Like, it was quite, it was quite bad, to be honest with you. But was I sympathetic for about five seconds? No, I was only sympathetic for about four seconds because Cold. this is this is um, Stroll doing his best Charles Leclerc impression. You know, pushing it to the limit, then going over the limit, and then face the consequences. The car was that wrecked. The mechanic said, "No, nah, you're not starting on Sunday." I know they could have fixed that mechanics, somewhere. Mechanics, I know they could have fixed that. Do you know what the mechanics did? They saw they saw it and it looked like an IKEA flat pack, and they said, oh, "I'm not doing that. It's too hot." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying, like. Keep in mind, IKEA these guys have got back to back. These guys have got back to back to Japan. Like the Aston Martin crew were just like, "No, no, no, we don't want a late night on Sunday. We have got to fly out to Japan the next day." So forget it. Just yeah, forget about this one, lads. Focus on the next one. To be fair, it was the right decision because. You know, why would you want to build a car if it's to finish P16 anyway? Like, well, what is the point? You're just wasting components. And hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, it's wasted. It's, it, no, it's true. Look, Alonso, we'll get to Alonso, but Alonso had an absolute howler today. The team as well, don't get me wrong, but he stunk as well in his defense. I know he's saying the car, he said, okay, here's the thing that you guys didn't hear, well, Mahad didn't hear. He said the car was undrivable, and it did look like that it was undrivable. 
had damage. He was, he was, he did, he did. To be fair, lap two, but we'll, we'll get he to that. Couldn't overtake Perez on like dead tires. Listen, there was a lot of things he did wrong, and also what Aston Martin did wrong. But we'll, we'll get to that. Don't, don't worry. But let's stick to quality. Yeah, Stroll. Yeah, that just kind of sums up the season. Tried to go over the limit. Faced, got he got what he deserved. Had a howler. Yeah, only had one car starting um, today. But other than that, it was a great quality. You know, Haas got two cars into Q two. Like, what the hell's going on here? Like, that's just insane. To be fair, especially K Mag. So, I thought yeah, K Mag was like. I thought, I thought, I I thought he was on holiday for most of the most of the season, so he turns up out of nowhere only for qualifying, mind you. He he had a bit of a apparently there was a bit of K Mag terrorism in the race from what I saw on Twitter. But no, that both of the Haas, I mean, into Q three, who saw that coming? Again, ahead both of the Red Bulls, even the Alpha Tauri of Liam Lawson as well. Shout out to Lawson. Sonoda had a bit of a howler. I know he obviously got kind of blocked on his first run in Q two, but you should be getting through. He admitted he made a mistake as well, so. I wasn't happy about that with Yuki uh, locking up in a Q2, but Sano, uh, sorry, Lawson getting into Q3. I mean, what are we saying about that? The highest place Red, Red Bull. Bull. Insane. Insane. Bonkers. That just shows how Bonkers. bad Red Bull was as well. Because you shouldn't be getting out qualified by a customer team. They've really got that setup wrong this weekend. They look like they had no mechanical grip. They just couldn't really turn in or slide on all over the place. Horrible, as well, having, having yeah. Like, how usually we, we see that on a Friday and Red Bull turn it around on a Saturday because that's what they're known for. But this weekend, just they just really off. Uh, f- to be fair, mo- weeks ago they said Singapore were not going to be good, so they kind of understand their own car and they understand look, we're going to write this one off because we're not particularly good at this mm. track, it doesn't suit the characteristics of the car. And yeah, but did you all see the teams this coming like this? Level I didn't see it this is. bad. I, I could ask, I, I could see them not winning. But I, I I didn't see them being this bad. They were bad mm. in qualifying. They were significantly worse than us. Awful, 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 horrible. And they're not really a good quality car anyway. In the, I think like if we're talking about their weakness is the qualification because the, the margin's much closer to everybody else and their race pace is outstanding. Um, but they got exposed in Singapore. And I don't also, know why. I think maybe because I have to ride, make the ride height a little bit higher because it's a street track. I don't know exactly. It's probably all going to come out in the next couple of days. But bad. I need, I need to know from the panel as well. In t- in terms of Max, I mean, he also had a bit of controversy during qualifying. What are we saying about his all of the reprimands and you know him holding up Yuki? I, I want to know what the panel thinks over here because there there was some uh, there was some BS going on right there. Can, can I, I feel, I, I feel. Go on, go on. I think this is like 2019 where they were letting everything go and then they, they used that as precedence moving forward, yeah? So right now, the block on Yuki Sonoda, that was a stonewall penalty impeding, right? But now people are going to use that example and saying it's not impeding. The same with, uh, with uh, Logan Sargent and Stroll. That stonewall impeding as well. They're going to use these examples in the future to not give impeding, and they're going to give out reprimands. And we're never ever going to see impeding penalties again in in, in qualifying. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, but why would you set a precedent fifteen races into a season? I don't know. Uh, I have no. Do you know why? Do you know why I don't? Do you know why I don't? Know? Do you know what? It makes Aldas. It makes no sense because K Mag did the same thing in Belgium, and he got a, a grid, grid drop. He did the exact same thing. And Leclerc then in Monaco. And the, and the rationale, and the rationale 
for him blocking uh, Leclerc, what they tried to argue was, oh, he got the radio too late or he didn't get the radio, right? And now that's the excuse that's used by Max Verstappen and uh, Logan Sargent, and it's accepted. So now I you love that, by the way. How does that make that's sense? Brilliant. So the reason why I impeded Yuki Tsunoda is because of poor communication. I mean, in the back of my mind, I'm like, isn't poor communication with your team kind of at fault for 99.9% of every single impeding incident ever? Like, unless you do it on purpose, which is obviously a different story. Like, of course, it's always going to be because of bad communication, but you still like impeded another driver. So it's just like, yeah, the, I don't know. It's stunk. It's stunk a little bit, that decision, in my opinion. To, to be fair, I, I think that because Red Bull didn't get into Q3, they used that as a punishment rather than to give them any penalties. To be fair, I feel like maybe if they go into Q3, maybe they would have leaned on maybe giving them like a few plays to drop or something. Maybe. But I feel like because they qualified 11th and 13th anyway, they were like, oh, I suppose there's no point in giving them a grid drop. I mean, he should have done because he did, he did, he did, was it free infringements, was it, basically? I didn't get punished for any of them. He did. Yeah, he should have got sort on, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird one. I can't lie. It's a weird one. The thing is, I get the one in the final corner. There was, you know, Max was kind of, it was crazy in the final corner because everyone was kind of going mad in terms of starting their laps. There was loads of traffic. I get that. But even the pit lane one was a bit weird where he was like stood still for such a long time. Like, uh, I mean, Lewis got, I think Lewis got a penalty, two penalties even potentially, I think in Russia 2021, maybe, uh, or for, for something similar to that. So it's just, I don't know, it was, yeah. a, bit, it was a bit weird, but it is what it is, Max you know, starts, FIA. Yeah. yeah, I know. No, statistics. stinks. Brother Mart, good to see that you're nice and late. How are we doing today, bro? So, well, my laptop was just being mad today. I don't know why. Just, yeah, just a bit of a... It restarted this morning, and it just decided not to work today. I'm not trying to log on. Mad you... on me, bro. <laughs> what on earth is this audio, Mart? I can hear your oh. TV. It sounds static. Oh, What's going on here? Professors out the window, Martin. Oh on. my gosh! This is, I can hear plates, brother. Uh, what I need you to do is we're gonna put you in the lobby, yeah, and you're gonna sort yourself out. Oh, hey, yeah, now I'm ready. I'm ready. Sorry, I forgot to put the TV on mute. He's watching the race in the he's watching the race in the background because he hasn't seen it yet. That's all it is. Oh, you see oh mate, I would not have this race for the world. Oh my gosh, I am here. I'm ready to talk about this race. Let's go. Oh my days, that was the most beautiful race, best race of the year. Best race of the year. I am so happy. It's been a perfect day. And yeah, so I'm just watching my Ravens win. And that that will, that will cap off a perfect day of sports for me. Mats, okay. So what's your, so we're currently talking about quality, yeah? Do you have okay. any um, takeaways from quality that you uh, want to discuss or highlight at all? The Rebels are shit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's world-class Short analysis on Pizza Fracker. Yeah. The world, the um, world no, um, also, um, I think the Ferrari looked really good. Um, again, Leclerc bottled another pole. I feel like he should be doing a lot better. You're the one that's known for quality, like George was not Mr. Saturday. You're kind of Mr. Saturday at Ferrari, and your teammates now have gone two for two above you for poles. It's not looking good, bruv. It's not looking good. Scary, I was. It's true, you know, it's true. Mr. Mr. Qualifying is getting done up for polls on his own backyard. On well, a backyard, but isn't in his own team. He, he, he yeah, did so also scary. bottle pole in Monaco as well. But we'll save that for another day. Mm, okay. Okay, we'll save that for another day. Don't worry, end of season. End of season, we'll break it down. 
But yeah, cool. Let's move on to, of course, the race. So, of course, Sans qualified on pole. And I think he pretty much got a grand slam. So, yeah, Leda Villa won a race, got pole, which is pretty impressive from him, to be fair. Um, but, of course, the, in terms of the race win, it was probably one of the most impressive race wins I've seen in years, to be honest with you, from anyone. So, I'm going to come to you on this, Mahat. What did you think of uh, Carlos Sanz's race win? And do you think it was a, a tactical masterclass, if you will? The way he was using to give Lando DRS to kind of hold off the mix and so on and so forth. What what we call this is big brain driving. This is what we're known. This is what Alonso is known for. This is like high IQ driving, understanding the scenario of the race, understanding where you, where you are and where everybody else is around you and what their situation is, and actually leading your team strategy wise to a victory, right? There's always been words and murmurs that Sainz is a leader in the in the in the in the pad within his own Ferrari camp. He, he people look towards him in terms of strategy and moving forward, and he, and he does give off that vibe of of being a leader, right? And he dictated the tempo of the race in terms of slowing it down in the first stint, put, uh, backing uh, Russell up preserving his tyres and then when it came to the second stint absolute masterclass in controlling the pace using Lando as a buffer against the Mercs because listen the, the, uh, I think when the VSC came out um, I think it was, a, it was a little bit too late for Sainz to come to the pit and uh, for Lando so the, Merck took advantage of that by pitting and uh, putting on the fresh mediums because they had an extra set of mediums. And they could have just gone into panic stations at Ferrari and decided, look, what we're going to do here, maybe we should pit next lap, so on and so on. But they decided we're going to stay out there. And the whole race, he preserved his tyre. He had the race under control. And I think for Sainz, I think that's the best performance of his career, that race. I generally do. I feel like he's he really qualifying, practice sessions on it, Got, uh, got to the race on it from the jump, had a really, really fantastic start. Him and Leclerc had a great start, both Ferraris off the line. And uh, he managed the early pressure from Leclerc on the softs, uh, wait, got through that uh, wave, got through the, uh, the first initial Russell wave and um, understood that, look, the McLaren's not faster than me. Let me just manage the pace here and manage the race. And when that situation popped up with the Mercedes, and then pitted and then charging up the field, uh, just just created his own DRS string and won the race. So superb, ten out of ten drive. No, hundred percent. Ardas, would you like to add any words onto Sanz's brilliant performance today? To be honest, it's actually more that I'm really glad that he's got this second win and that Silverstone is kind of not his only win because I always go back to 2022 that that Silverstone win. I don't. That's not even like one of his top three drives, in my opinion. Like, he wasn't even the best Ferrari driver that day. Like, it was more Leclerc and Silverstone that kind of got done over by the strategy because they kept him out. So it always kind of annoys me because science is a quality driver. You know, if he's a world championship caliber driver, maybe we can talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, I'm glad that he's got this win where undoubtedly this is his best performance in terms of pressure. Yeah, I, th I think a lot of people are just going to go straight to, oh, you know, it's difficult to kind of overtake around Singapore. And obviously, you know, he had Leclerc to back him up, but... He, he he managed the pace so well. He went quickly when he needed to. He went slowly when he needed to. 
Um, and I think he just did a really good job. I mean, again, it was a team effort. I do think Leclerc did, did uh, you know, play a small part. I think Leclerc also kind of got a little bit unlucky because he had to wait because both of the Mercedes were double stacking as well. So he was always going to fall. Uh, at first, I thought Ferrari maybe kind of like, you know, done him a little bit. But uh, when I actually looked back, Leclerc, he was always going to fall behind the Mercedes and maybe the McLaren as well uh, because he, he had to wait the entire time for Lewis to go into his pit box. Um, but I think Ferrari kind of maximized it. They used both of their drivers. And again, science right at the end. You know, if he kind of keeps pushing right at the end and doesn't give uh, Norris DRS, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Russell gets it done. Maybe he just has enough pace over Norris because, you know, Lando doesn't have the DRS and potentially it's a win thrown away. So it was a smart drive. And yeah, it's uh, definitely, I think, his best performance ever, given, you know, that this is a win. This isn't for, you know, he's had great podium performances, but... Uh, you know, when you're fighting for a win, it's different pressure. It's different pressure. So, and listen, back-to-back amazing performances. I think he also maximized Monza as well, outperforming Charles kind of, you know, over the last couple of races. Is this now going to continue to the end of the season? How does, you know, how's Charles going to bounce back? Does he have the dog in him to kind of, you know, st- still finish ahead of uh, Science by the end of the season? I-, I can't wait to see how that little battle plays out. I'm not going to lie. One thing I wanted to say is, what does it look like on paper if Sainz beats Leclerc 2-1 to in seasons? Boy, scary. It's the scary, only thing. Scary hours. History book won't be counted. Let, let, actually, let me quickly. Okay, in Leclerc's defense, real quick. I mean, you know, let's give science his flowers right now. But listen, when Ferrari, about 18 months ago, when they had a championship uh, winning car, where was science? Where, where was science? When, when was science when it really mattered? You know, it was Leclerc who was fighting for the race wins. When Ferrari kind of were in a sort of title fight for the first kind of third of 2022, Leclerc was the one that was actually challenging for the title. And kind of, you know, that's my next question. Yes, science has been amazing now. Yes, he might be Leclerc. But next time Ferrari do have a championship winning car, I don't want to see none of these kind of disappearing performances like he had at the beginning of 2022, because that's when it really matters. Listen, science is really fighting for that contract, boy. I'm far as I'm really as a scientist. I just want to say... You switch the two drivers in the positions they are. Charles loses that, and he's and he goes onto the radio screaming at Xavi, going, "Why did we not pit at the VSC? Why did we not pit at the VSC?" And that is it. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he, Charles Charles, has Charles doesn't have that IQ to win that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he doesn't have that IQ to win that race. I think what I was watching that performance, and I was like, "What science? You're really, really doing it. Your thing here." I mean, I've never, I've never seen like an, a driver outside Alonso or Lewis as well really show that type of IQ, and that is like next level IQ from Sainz. And I think you just got to give him his props. As someone said, it's a bit of a purple patch at the moment, um, so I, I won't really go on and say anything about him being the better driver than Charles, but. I think if you're looking for a number one driver for the rest of the season, Science is your guy because he's the one putting out the performances. And then maybe next year, if you build a better car, we'll see what Charles occurs on. But for now, it just seems like Charles is a bit lost and Science is the one really pulling that Ferrari. And literally, they're, they're literally um, creeping up on Mercedes now for points so they can battle for second in the constructors. Not for sure. Sure. Um, all I was going to say is, listen, don't let Sands get two more wins this season because you know what I'm going to tweet. I'll lead the maths. Don't let Sands get two more wins this season because you know what I'm going to tweet. 
Last time I did it, I did it with Checo and um, so and so, and boy, they got in a rage. Richard, who's got, got, who's got a better poker version? Who's got a better poker version? <laughs> so doing, yeah. Apparently, apparently, if Sainz did lost today, he would have the same poker conversion rate as Leclerc. Mad. Really? Mad. Damn. Somebody tweeted that. Because he's, well, he's, 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 he's not got how many poles he's got? I think he's got five. He's got four. You know, he's got four. No, I think he's got five. Yeah, he's got five. He's got five. Yeah. Five. Wow. He's five got two poles. He's got more than Alonso or Ferrari. That's the maddest stats. Oh, that yeah, he's got more insane. poles than Alonso and Ferrari. Ferrari's in two title fights. That what does that say about Fernando, stats. though? Oh, I'm, we, we need to be uh, propping Fernando. Bigger, Washed! You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, not today. Not today. Not when he got dunked on. No, not today. We're not doing that. <laughs> Damaged car. Damaged car from lap two. Don't forget it. Damaged car from lap it, two. It was, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was. I don't yeah. give up. Anyway, let's go. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> listen, listen. I am listen, I'm gonna defend Fernando Alonso. I'm like the dream team. Johnny Cochran, mate. If I'm here, I'm gonna defend Fernando Alonso. Don't you forget it. He's <laughs> oh, in the race God. to do it though. <laughs> <Tell you later. laughs> I know this is the worst race of the season. Listen, if Alonso was doing defending, maybe he wouldn't be where he was, isn't it? That's all I'm gonna say. Tell me how many drivers in their career have done over a hundred thousand kilometers, have, have driven over a hundred thousand kilometers exactly. And look at the stinker he put up. It's true in F1 like Lamont. <laughs> That's what you're doing. <laughs> I'm just trying to get oh, my manager. That's crazy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's okay. Let's uh, let's move on to the next topic, and uh, let's move on to Mark's favorite driver, George Russell. So, <laughs> George Russell qualified. Where did he qualify against? He put P2, wasn't it? Yeah, he qualified for P2. Front row. And yeah, front row. And he was in P3, fighting for the win. But then on the last lap, on the last lap, he bottles it. Hits the wall and goes. Hey, look, look at it. Uh, the difference is, Mahad didn't bottle it though. Hey, hey, true. Mahad don't drink as well, allegedly. So, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And he done a, he done a um, F1 manager style crash, and you know, he's on the radio. Oh, I really wanted this win. I really wanted this win. And look what happened. Look what you might have, look what a bit of pressure does off Lewis. A little bit of pressure. Because Lewis was on his ass. Like, Lewis was ass bad. And George went hacking it. And he told George he just didn't have the pace or whatever it was. Really and truly, low key, Lewis should ask for team orders, but that's not that's not here, though, dear. So, Martin, I'm going to come to you on this, right? What did you think of George's performance today? And why do you think George basically bottled it under pressure? Do you think it's because of Lewis, or maybe do you think it's because of like he maybe got into his head too much that he wanted to win so bad that he just lost all composure, really? Um, George was doing really well this race, um, up until that moment. I think he was just, yeah, he really wanted that win. He was chasing down Lando. He realized that it's what the final lap, I've got to do something now if I want to at least get this win. Maybe I might be able to char- uh, chase down Science in the last ditch attempt on the on the line, and he was trying to. He just went too wide, and clipped the wall, and just went, yeah, went into the wall, and it just kind of just ruined everything for him. Um, I don't think the pressure that Lewis was putting him under helped either, because Lewis obviously realised that. Well, 
neither of us are going to get the win. So I want to try to get P3. And I think Lewis put him on a bit of pressure. And that pressure combined with wanting to win kind of overwhelmed him a little. And he he crashed. He just he behaved like Charles Leclerc. That was it. It was very, very um, uncharacteristic of George. But it is what it is. I told, I said, I, I don't have to go too deep into about George today. Um, as I say, it wasn't a terrible performance from him. It was just a bozo moment on the last lap. And he kind of always shits himself when Lewis comes up behind him as well. He he just doesn't know how to act. He He's just not that guy. And I suppose it's about the respect he has for Lewis. But you've got to be a bit, um, bit tougher there now. It's, it's it's been two it's two years now. You've been teammates. Show a bit of bottle work when you're get, going up against Lewis. No, yeah, for sure. Um, but also, I, swear, I just wanted to say about um, just Lewis as well. Um, it was something I noticed Lewis was doing. So Lewis was about two or three seconds behind um, George. Anytime they weren't really battling. But as soon as it came to George was within a second of the car in front, Lewis was literally right there within the lap. He was a snubber. He was within that DRS of George, just ready to pounce. <clears throat> and I think that type of pressure was just amazing. And we were talking about Sainz's racing IQ. It just shows Lewis's racing IQ as well. He's staying far, far enough back and saving his tyres so he doesn't overheat the car. He doesn't destroy his tyres. But then when it comes to when he has to attack now, he has enough tyres and it's why he was able to put George under so much pressure and why George kind of went wide a bit because his uh, rear tyres were were finished, basically. So, he, yeah, he'll learn. Was... He'll learn. Yeah, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll have to fight another day. It's not the end of the world, to be honest with you. But, um, There's no need to cry on TV. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come to you on this. Um, do you think um, we maybe need to ask questions about George Russell? Do you think maybe he's building himself a bit of a reputation of maybe being a bit of a baller? Or do you maybe think that's a bit too premature? No, no, no. It's it's, it's too premature. I completely agree with Martz in terms of like, it, it was a bozo moment. Listen, he it was such a weird mistake as well. It wasn't that like he was overdriving or going too fast or out of control. He just clipped the wall. Like, he was just a little bit too far over to the right. Now, Lando actually said that he did the same thing, and I saw in the replay. Lando also clipped the wall on that same lap, but he didn't do it to the same extent. So it was just one of those it, concentration. You know, it was just one of those concentration things. L let's not forget that, you know, the circumstances around which he got his first Grand Prix win as well. Like, when he was put, you know, in Sao Paulo, he, you know, Lewis was chasing him all the way, you know, especially right, right towards the end of the race, I should say, and, you know, he held his nerve. He held his bottle. So... It was just a, it was just a mistake. I still think he did a great job in qualifying. I think, but but the thing is, we did see though in the race. I mean, there was no doubt to me, Lewis was the better driver in the race, and it actually leaves me kind of in in a weird way. It leaves me more frustrated with actually Lewis, where he even said it himself after the race. He needed to qualify better. He had the pace to put you know everyone under pressure, and even when both of them are pitted after the VSC. Even though obviously Russell, everyone was focusing on the gap from Russell uh, to Nor uh, sorry Russell to Leclerc. Lewis was actually close. Lewis was actually uh, catching everyone quicker. He was actually uh, catching uh, Russell, you know, just as they were catching the pack. So he was definitely the quicker driver. Obviously, took the uh, fastest lap of the race as well. And really weird at the end of the race. I mean, 
Lewis was closer to George than George was to Lando on like 40, uh, you know, lap old hards. So it was just, I think it was one of those cases where Lewis really kind of was the better race driver. Again, we talk about race IQ. Yes, pushing and getting the most out of your car, but not pushing too much to that. When you do get there, that you don't run out of tires because that's what George did. He ran out of tires. Even Martin Brundle said on the commentary, the rear of that Mercedes is now moving. You know, he's got the best, you know, he's got the best of the life out. The tires has gone and Lewis was putting pressure on, uh, on George. I do think have... Th had the roles been reversed and it was Lewis who was ahead after the virtual safety car and when both of them pitted, I honestly think Lewis gets the dub. I think he saves his tires enough. He catches up the pack and he overtakes them quick enough. So yeah, George, it's, it's going to be a learning experience for him. We saw him after the race. I mean, he was, he, his head was low. So, but yeah, I don't think that is kind of, I don't think we should judge him too much, but it was a bozo moment for sure that I think he's going to look, but it, that, this one's going to sting for a while. Yeah, not nah, for sure. Um, it was unfortunate, really, but I suppose, yeah, it's a massive learning curve for him because you can't be doing that when Mercedes finally gets properly competitive or else, you know, it'll just be uh, Charlotte Claire from Kingsland and you don't really want to be doing that, do you? Then he's getting beats off Carnes Hill and then he's putting songs on Spotify. It's a bit, it's a bit mad, really. But, um, yeah, that leads me on to my next question, actually. And that is, could Lewis have won? Especially if he was in George's position. Mahad, I'm coming to you on this. Of course, there's, Lewis was clearly the quickest driver on track. I mean, that's why, of course, that's why he got um, the fastest lap. Do you, if he was fortunately in P3, do you think Lewis would have won a race today? Or do you think the defense of Lando and Carlos would have been maybe a bit too much for him? I'm just going to make it like quite plain and simple for people just to listen and have a, have a think about it. Both the Mercedes cars had the fastest race pace in, in the race. Both of them. Whether it would be, I think it was Lewis Watt first and Russell second. They were the fastest cars on track in race pace, right? And you have a Lando Norris and a Carlos Sainz on dead tyres ahead of you. So, you are the fastest car on track. You've got two guys with dead tyres in front of you. Where Mercedes, if you make a decision between the two, uh, who's going to be in front, Russell, uh, Russell or Lewis? You go for the win that way. You don't do what they did, where oh, they're just directly right behind each other and they're trying to hustle uh, Lando down the track. One of you just go ahead and do your thing, and if you can't do it, get the other person switch positions and let the other guy do it. You have to do it as a team. You, you're running out of laps. You're towards the end of the race. You're on fresher tires. You're faster car you got to make the move. He, uh, Russell had the opportunity to make the move. He was, he was halfway alongside uh, Lando. He only had one opportunity to overtake Lando. Lando defended it well. It was done from there for them. Obviously, Russell had his situation. I'm not going to speak on it. You lot spoke on it. Um, but one thing about Russell, that's going to be on his highlight reel for the rest of his life. So you, that that's what's embarrassing because it's not about, oh, he bottled a win, whatever. That crash there... When people talk about Russell ten years from now, that that clip's going to come up. So that that that's why he's so beat up about it. Because even if he wins after and he wins championships and like that, people are going to remember that one. Secondly, Lewis, if he was in that position, he was the fastest man on track. I think he gets the move done. I think he gets the. If you get the move done on Lando, it's over. Science is finished because the Mercedes is faster than Ferrari, and the Ferrari is in, obviously it's in clean air, but it's got no DRS. You're going to take him in a DRSO. So the, the win was there. 
I feel like this might be in, this might have been the only opportunity Mercedes gets to win this year, and it's gone. It's a bit too reminiscent of a uh, last year, isn't it? Of our son for unless they become Brazil. unless they become uh, a two thousand four Ferrari when we get to Brazil. I think this is the last chance, and it was gone. And Ferrari took the opportunity instead. And I feel like now we're gonna be in a season where we don't have a British winner. I think like we haven't had a. Uh, I think it's been like fifty years. I think every season we've had a British winner. Mad. At least. Mad. But that's crazy. It's done. Bloody Brexit, man. <laughs> <laughs> not to, not for me to be British bias, but. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> think the opportunity was there for Lewis to win, and I'm gonna have to go back to it, and I don't want to say it, and it's gonna be the, it's the, the truth hurts, yeah, but you got to qualify better. Russell dunked your head. That should have happened. The gap was by a big eight. margin as well. Uh, uh, no, okay, 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 okay. You said Russell qualified, Lewis qualified better. Yeah, that's true. But at the end of the day, what happened at the beginning of the race? He had to give a position back that she really shouldn't have had to. He should have given uh, my, it back to my Russell. point. My, no, my point is the Lando one. My point is, sorry, Aldas, just one second. Yeah, it's all right. Aldas, was he going to make the corner? Let's say Lando yeah. didn't exist. Was he going to make the corner? I mean, yeah. if Lando doesn't exist, I think he makes the corner. But I think I because think. Lando, he doesn't. I think he was under control in his car. The reason why he does make the corner is because he doesn't want. To, obviously, because George is there. But if Lando doesn't exist, then he can just slow down and kind of you know go behind George. But Lando is already kind of in the slipstream with George. So Lewis wasn't going nowhere. He chose like he chose the right thing. He abided by the rules. He was definitely right to give it back to George because he definitely yeah. that was you. You can't overtake like that. Like obviously, he overtook George off the track. The Lando one though, I've seen it like three or four times now. He is under control of his car. Like he is well ahead of Lando Norris. It ain't even side to side. It ain't even side to side. It's it's a difficult one, you know, it's tight, but I, I don't know. I thought it was a bit I thought it was harsh for him to have to give it back to Lando. George, the George one I understood. Yeah. Also he should overtake he should overtake Lando in the early in the first inning. I think Mercedes I mean, it just... ain't that easy. You're in a faster car. Well, not that faster. I mean, it wasn't as if the McLaren. Hold on, hold on. Let's not. Let's not just. You know, the McLaren is not the McLaren of Bahrain. Let's just chill McLaren out there, right? McLaren Sector Two is 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 a very stinky car. It's a very stinky car. Can and you overtake in Sector that... Two? I. You can't overtake in Sector Two. That's the tight section. He's a McLaren fan. No, you can close he's trying to downplay the McLaren. He's trying to make out. He's trying to make out that it's a hat. No, listen. All I'm saying is McLaren got P2 in the third fastest car. So technically, he should be P5. Where fast? Is this what you're doing, Mahavia? You just do this to boost Norris stock. This I'm is very nasty, yeah. bro. I don't need to boost this is stock uh, manipulation right here. Exactly. No, this ain't stock manipulation. Uh, we're familiar I'm, with your I'm, game. I'm just telling the people <laughs> what happened. And another McLaren P17 to P7. I'm just letting you know what's That happening. was a great drive, by the way. That was such an underrated drive. P17 to P7 around Singapore. Piastri was on one. That's what you call generational talents. I mean, it was a good drive, but it wasn't because it was overtakes. There was a lot of uh, switcheroos and uh, pit stops. uh, Kind of how he ended up. Kind of like how Max Max, uh, ended up in uh, P2 in Russia. You made a right Uh, Yeah, but that that was because of weather, though. Come on. That was because of the weather. Because of a safety car. Because of a safety car, why Piastri ended up P7. 
It's not like it was. Yeah, a, listen, and that's and, and that's why Max drive where he got past everybody. It listen, that's why like, Max didn't win today because the second. Uh, uh, do how much place? Do how much? Do game did it start off the line? Three. You know he had the second fastest reaction time as well. Come on. And listen, let's let's move let's move to Piastri. Go on, Mars. Talk, talk. I mean, sorry, Mahat, talk your shit, bro. Piastri, P seven, P seven, generational draft. This Certain man could this never. Kid, you, people have to understand this guy's a rookie. I think people forget. I generally think people forget this guy's a rookie, and what he's doing is is, is insane. He was in a boat the beginning of the season, absolute boat of a car. Managed to take every opportunity that was given to him. When, now the car's a little bit more competitive. He's grabbing the car and every opportunity by the balls. And he's showing composure. He's showing maturity. He even got fucked over in, in qualifying because of Stroll. Uh, having that crash. He was clearly going to get through uh, out, of Q, uh, out of Q1. And you know what he just said? He said, you know what? Recovery. No problem. Second fastest start off the line. Fastest guy that wasn't on softs off the line. Gained multiple positions in the beginning of the race, was tangoing that terrorist Perez for a, a little bit, which that guy we're going to speak about him later because I don't know what was going on today, and uh, just calmly got himself a P seven back into the points, no problem at all. Less upgrades than uh, Lando Norris. The guy is continually impressing. This is what a rookie should be. This is the standards of a rookie. It should be like this. Not like De Freeze, not like Logan Sargent. I feel like we've had a low bar for rookies for a while since Russell and uh, uh, Russell Leclerc and Lando. We, we've had some bad rookies, and this guy's showing what, what the levels are right now. For sure. No, for sure, 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Oscar in the points. I was writing predictions as well. I kept the faith, Mad. I kept the faith. I said in your predictions, I said, yeah, he'll get in the points easy. Generational driver, no problem, no problem. Now look at that, look how God works. But yeah, let's uh, let's move on to a um, certain Mexican, and that is Sergio Perez. Now Sergio Perez, of course, was in the headlines because of a certain uh, Red Bull employee making uh, derogatory comments about him. But he decided today to um, respond by doing up terrorism on the track for whatever reason. Maybe just caught up in a wave of anger. And he actually ruined, I think, two people's races. I know he ruins Yuki's race. And he also tried to ruin, or he did ruin Albon's Albon. race as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which really, and then it's, he actually got a five-second penalty after the race for it. But because he had so much of a buffer on Liam Lawson, it didn't make no difference. No, we've kind of seen this before. I think it was in, what was it? It was Jeddah 21. But that happened to, like, Max. They got, like, an irrelevance after the race penalty. Yeah, kind of, it might have been, I don't know, or maybe it was, I can't remember, it was somewhere in that year anyway. But yeah, I'm going to come to you on this, um, Aldas. Uh, what did you think of Checo's performance today, and do you think it was maybe a Hall of Fame stinker? Do you know what I find actually really funny about this performance, actually the entire weekend? Compared to Max, this is actually one of his better weekends, like relative, like comparing to where Max was as well. Like he wasn't too far off him in terms of, like time and qualifying. He wasn't too far off him like on the track. But I mean, if this was, however, regardless of that, this was a big stinker by by Checo. It's hilarious because even Max, there was like some replay of Max like passing a Hass into the chicane. It looked smooth. It looked committed. 
And then you see that replay of Checo, like absolutely just bumper carring, you know, bumper carring his way through Alex Albon. And it's just like, he's not that guy. He's, he can't just, you know, slice through the field like Max Verstappen. That Yuki thing as well, like the, the Alex Albon thing was slam dunk, by the way. Like that's a penalty all day long. The Yuki thing I was also really annoyed about because I saw that after the race, it was such a half-hearted di- like dive. Like you either commit to it and go side by side. He was like barely near Yuki's like right rear wheel, stuck his nose, you know, at the curb. And obviously Yuki just doesn't even know he's there. Like he's just turning in for the corner, uh, you know, at a corner where no one really overtakes and, you know, sends him out of the race. And I, I mean, I feel sorry for Yuki because like he's now going to come under pressure. There's no doubt about it. You know, back-to-back non-non finishes. Didn't even start in Monza. Like the pressure's going to mount on Yuki. Uh, so I'm not, you know, that's I'm not very happy on that front. But in terms of Sergio Perez, I think he's quite lucky that Red Bull was so bad in this race because this driver is going to go, I think, a little bit under the radar. You know, people are going to forget about this driver, especially if they're competitive in Suzuka. But this was an all-time stinker by by Sergio Perez. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, boy, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I know. I mean, Mahad, do you think maybe his time's up at Red Bull? Or do you think it's just you know? Just a one-off occurrence, if you will. Yeah, his time is up, but they're going to fulfill the contract because I think they're thinking, look, we're not going to rock the boat. We're already winning constructors. I feel like the second they feel like everybody else is caught up to speed with them, um, let's say a Mercedes or Ferrari next, se- next season, if that happens, then they'll kick him out immediately. They'll buy him out of the rest of his contract and they'll get somebody else in there because they can't go toe-to-toe with other teams. With Perez as his second driver right now because his form's dropped off a cliff, man. And it's it is getting scary. The Yuki Sonoda one, he just decided, you know what, I'm ending your race here. We're done. It's just it's just some of the most half-hearted driving you've ever seen in your life. And you can see where Max ended up and you see where Perez ended up. There you go, man. And this is supposed to be a car where, you know, when the car is a, a little bit out of sorts, uh, Perez is supposed to be able to handle that. It's not really looking like he can handle it at all. Can't look. He can't handle the car when it's fast. Can't handle it when it's slow. So, I feel like really depending on what the performances are looking like at AlphaTauri, one of those guys might take the seat. I don't know what Daniel's going to look at when he comes back. Lawson looks good. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda's just been robbed in the last three races. He hasn't raced the last two races basically. Didn't start in Monza. Got taken out of lap one here had the worst strategy of all time and Zandvoort told him to go on a, lap, a soft 50 laps when he was in the points. It's just some of the most biggest sabotaging you've ever seen in your life. And then he's getting taken out by the sister team. So um, we'll see what happens, but they definitely got options. I think they def- Red Bull definitely want to be a player in the 2025 market as well. So they'll definitely won't renew his contract for 2025. And they might only just give one of these guys a one-year contract, whether it be Daniel, whether it be somebody else, they're going to give him a one-year contract. So they're available for that talk with all the drivers being free agents for 2025. They're, they're trying to steal your boy, mate. They, let, they can let that happen and they can have their headaches because you think Lando Norris is going to, listen to ever, ever listen to team orders. Good luck to you. Let Max through, have a laugh. That's never, ever going to happen. It's, or don't fight with Max. You're presuming Please that stop. you're presuming that Norris is ever going to be ahead of Max. I mean, that's why that's would he a, join a team? Wrong. So why would Lando Norris join a team to be a second driver? Get very swans like that. Think about. He might be a second driver next year, mate. The way Norris is going, I mean, or the way uh, Piastri is going. And I, I, I'll be happy. Now. And, I, and I'll be happy. That means that means we've got it's... an absolute generational talent as a driver in his second season in Formula One. 
It's, it's giving like, Neymar PSG. I'm not really, I'm not too, I'm not, too, like, <laughs> I, said, I said this already, I'm definitely not bothered if Lando Norris leaves. Because we've got Oscar. I'm quite happy. It's true. true. It's, it's giving Neymar right. PSG, Mahad. Neymar PSG? Yeah. No, because he left Barca to go PSG to be number one. And, um, yeah, pay the re- yeah, Red Bull, pay the release clause. Give us some money. Pay out the contract. How much? Five million. Nah, man. Well, uh, Lando's on like 20 million a year. Pay, give us 20 more. Hey, Lando's eating you now. Fucking hell. 20 million getting, a year. What? Yeah, he's getting good money, man. Um, but I think, yeah, Red Bull, Perez is in trouble. Perez, you need to start thinking about your next move, mate. Try to get the uh, uh, Salva seat or something. You need to sort something out. He needs to try to find a William seat something. Hey, bring him back to Aston Martin, bro. We've, we've got vacancies. You want him at Aston Martin? Replace Stroll? Yeah, I'll take it back. Y- yes. That's a good move, you know. I never actually thought about it. Yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be the move in 21. Yeah. Really should have been alongside Vettel, but, you know, politics. But yeah, I'll take it back on um, Aston Martin 100%. He'd be way the better team really football. like him as well. They never wanted to lose him. Like, the team like him, obviously. Yeah, because he was a... Um, he saved that team, innit? Yeah, during administration, I think he was paying, like, people's wages and shit like that. Like, he was contributing his own money. To be fair. So, yeah, they, they fuck with him heavy. Remember, he was there for, like, I think, what, 10 years? Something like that. He was there for a long, long time. To be fair, so... Yeah, I'll take him back, 100%. But anyway, let's move on to the robots. That is Max Verstappen. Now, he uh, actually qualified P11 because he was having problems with his car all weekend. And he managed to get a nice little recovery drive to P5. So what I'm going to ask is, because the Red Bull obviously starts on the hards and the hopes go long, of course, the safety car fucked him over on, like, lap, what was it, like, 20, whatever it was. I'm coming to you on this uh, March. March, you think if the safety car didn't come out when it did, the full safety car, do you think maybe Max was in contention for a win today, possibly? No. That car looked bad. That car looked ass all weekend. It looked like a Fiat Ponto. That's what it looked like. That was not the Red Bull I know, man. That car was terrible. Oh, my gosh. And I loved every second of it. Every second of it, yeah? All right, we see when Lewis overtook him. Oh, my gosh. Hey, yeah. small endorphins. Small oh endorphins. I love it. You like it, I love it. This is just going... Yeah, I love that. I love that, man. It, yeah, the car. I don't think so. I think um, wherever they had the, the if the safety car didn't come out, the, the, I think all the cars were still quite close and bunched up together. Um, the reason why cars started to back off was because of Max. Max was losing time to everybody else. No, but that's when the more dolphins went off as well. Like I saw Max P six plus nine. I was like, yeah, I love this. I love this. Oh my gosh, I'm in my element. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think um, the Red Bull could do anything more today. I think they just really, and they did say that uh, Singapore was going to be a bad track for them. They generally didn't think they were going to do well. They couldn't get a set up right on on during the practice practice, and it was just they were suffering. Like they were just swinging side to side. They were just yeah. Just dancing on ice. That's what that, that, that Red Bull looked like. Yeah. Well, I'm moving like you securing Galacania. Yeah? Just so the guy moving like the Red Bull. I wasn't, I was I, I don't go, I wasn't at Carnival. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> Please, man. 
It's spoiling the brand. <laughs> hey, listen, someone said it, you know? Someone said it wasn't me. Blame someone who's called in Ghana. Hey, listen, yeah, you see that up? You see that up? Oh, my gosh. I've got words for him. He, you can't he, have he, agendas mm. against cast members, man. Hey, no, I, I actually have a real agenda. I have a real agenda against that guy because he always messes something up for me. I'm not going to say so, too much on the pod, but it's it's here. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Um, Had before you for you dip out. Um, I'll come to you on this. Do you think? Um... <laughs> what did you think of uh, Max's performance today? Because I can't lie on on the second stint. Yeah, was it the second stint? When he got Basically, them hearts, he was rapping. He was unbelievable. He, he was, made up like what fifteen seconds on Charles and like four laps on the crazy that, like that. That also like I don't. What happened to Charles on the second stint? I don't understand. They put him on hard. Tires fell off, but tires fell off, bro. Fell I don't off. really understand. Like when the Mercs overtook him, he was like fifteen seconds back. I was like, "What's going on here? Why has he just dropped off so badly?" This like, man stay off. <laughs> No, I just I, I didn't understand that because everybody else was on similar tires, but he he couldn't ma- he couldn't maintain it. It just dropped off completely. But uh, yeah, Max unbelievable in the second stint, uh, managed to recover. It was actually I think he was one of the I think he was like the fourth fastest guy on track behind the Mercs and the Signs. So that's how fast he was going. He's faster than Landon Norris. So there was speed in that car when they put it on mediums, but the hards were horrible when that first stint. This guy was breathing heavy trying to get past Ocon. Like, it weren't looking good for the... He was like going life and death with uh, K-Mag. Like, this is not really the pace that we were expecting from a, a Red Bull. But the second stint, when he started getting on low fuel, he was on the mediums. He looked quite good out there. Uh, unlike his teammate. So, yeah, good recovery uh, drive. Uh, collected some points. P5 Did he good. look good or was everybody else on old tyres? What do you mean? He's on media. Everyone else, yeah, and everyone else around him was out on all the tires. Yeah, but he boxed. He boxed. Uh, he's only boxed once. There's people that uh, like box twice. Around him, not everyone around him boxed twice. Everyone they box earlier. On no, he race. overtook all those guys like Gasly and uh, you know all the people that were ahead of him. Yeah, because they only boxed who, once. Who did he overtake afterwards? Wasn't it well just Ocon and Alonso, isn't it? Alonso just forget about Alonso. And Dan, exactly, Alonso's card card car damage, and then I'm talking about. Alonso. I'm just talking about. I'm not talking about overtakes. I'm just talking about sheer pace. He was looking quick. To be fair, Max paid super. I think Max paid on lap forty to put on yeah. a set of mediums, Medium, and so yeah. by then everyone, everyone who was one stopping, apart from the two Mercedes, everyone was on old tires pretty everyone much. Looked, I think at that point, yeah, like Piastri was on old tires. Everybody that he overtook, yeah, everyone, everyone looks. Everyone I'm saying he looks, he looked, he looked, he looked quick, man. He was gaining time once he was in. Like, everybody clean looks quick in clean air. It's fine. He wasn't racing oh, against. Some anybody. don't. Ask Leclerc. Huh? Some don't. Ask Leclerc. Ask Bottas. Bottas had the exact same strategy. Yeah, yeah, but they're, they're special cases. They're special cases. By the way, Leclerc finished, I just checked, 21 seconds off science, off the win. What happened? What happened? I, no oh, pa- his, no off. pace. But he was, on one, there like, he was on one stop like the other guys, and he just dropped off. He was behind Norris. He was on the same exact strategy. Apart from the and he started on softs. He started on softs. He went softs to hard. 
And them guys went for mediums hard. I don't know why. Charlotte Kerr just he just gave up. And I don't get it. Why did you why did you give up? I don't know that? if he gave up. I think he tires. He nearly went into the back of Norris though. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that would have been a disaster. Oh my god. That would have sent off even more endorphins. Oh, I think that would have been, th- that, been content for this podcast and F1 Twitter for like a month straight, minimum. Oh my god, fam. We would have vowed. Elon Musk playing a sang. I would have dropped another ticket. No, no, we, we, got a new, we got a new cover for the pod, though, just for our ass. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I see that. I see that. We got a cover for it. But no, no. Oh, wait, was that, uh, one, was that the one Russell going into the barrier that I saw? Yeah. That's the, oh, that's that the goes hard, to be fair. That goes hard. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I'll allow it. What do you think, Alice? I want to ask you a question, Paulie. What do you think is up with Charles Leclerc? I honestly think that it's. I do. Do you know what really frustrates me is that I still I'm going to defend him. I still think that if you put him in a title winning car, like I go back to what happened last year. Yes, he made a load of mistakes, but at least he actually challenged Max. This season, I think he's had the pace, but he's he's a he's having a proper bad patch. Like in qualifying, he doesn't seem to be the same guy. Like especially. You know, in Monza, fair enough. Obviously, you know, Sainz got the slipstream. I get that. But here, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Like, he should have been up there with Sainz. Um, but he needs to, listen, the season's not over. The season's not over. I still think that I still think that when it counts, and I want to hear from you guys, when you put him in a title car, like, who would you have more trust in a championship winning car up against Hamilton and Verstappen, Sainz or Leclerc? Well, like, right okay. now. Right, just right now. If we're talking right now, right now. I'm saying Sainz. Over the course of a season, I, though. I'm not talking about like I'm not a championship no, no. fight is not two races, by the way. I'm talking about over a season. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, I, no, no, let, of course. Let me say this. Let me say this. I think if the if it's close with the other cars, I'd rather have Sainz. If it's the, he's got a car advantage, Leclerc's going 30 seconds up the road. Cause he's fast. We're seeing like Australia last year. He's gone. Spain last year, he's gone. I don't think Sainz has got that ability. But I feel like if it's a tactical mind games type of thing, I think science uh, is the better option. But if it's pure pace, absolutely Ma- not. I want to hear what Marx has to say. Or what? Leclerc, or if you had a, if you had to put one of these guys in a title-winning car, what is it, Leclerc or science over the course of a season? <laughs> They're not winning it. They'll find a way to bottle it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't I don't they will find a way to bottle it I'm telling you this, right, they'll both Sainz will start off really bad and then he'll he'll make it look good at the for the rest of the season Charles Leclerc will he'll start off really well and then he'll just start bottling random laps and do what he did in France last year and just crash it for no reason um, I, but I think if I have faith in anyone it will probably be Charles Leclerc because he's got the he's a faster driver. While Carlos has the IQ, Carlos does not start the season well at all most of the time, and he just has he's a purple patch driver. I think I think I think yeah, in a one-off race, I pick Charlotte because obviously he's unbelievable or well, one that pace in it. But I think in a championship decider where you have to use a lot of IQ, I might slight if if Sands can keep on this form and sort of purple patch, I lean more towards Sands because I think like what Mark was saying before, I think if you put Charles in Sands' position, I don't think he'll use Lando as a buffer. 
I think he'll just try and like boot it and just try and make a gap between Lando and then just end up sacrificing a win where Sands is more like calculated on that aspect. Thingy, Shaw doesn't really use his racing IQ too tough. He more or less leans what like what Xavi will say to him more or less. He kind of just like thinks, oh, I'll just, I'll just boot it. He doesn't take like, the initiative. I'm quick, he doesn't take the initiative. Yeah, he, he's just like, oh, fuck it. Let me just go. Let me try to do 10 seconds on a man's head top. He's not really calculated like that where it's like the car's not capable of that. I think Charlotte's that he like, you know, oh, fuck it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, basically. And Sans like, no, we've got to be more calculated. No, Sans is like the sixth dictate the play, but it's just like, you know, the clerk's like Nunes, just fuck it. I'll just hit from like 30 yards out. Oh, Let's yeah. see what happens. Chaos. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's going on here with these footballers? Wait, wait, wait. You put Pep in the back. Of you think you're Pep Guardiola. I don't know what's going on here. Before I go, I just want to think, I just want to leave you with a thought, listeners, watchers. Fred Vasseur, throughout the season, he's been quite stern and saying, the car's fine. The drivers just need to sort it out. He's been quite on that line throughout the season saying, look, the car is okay, it's there, but the drivers need to maximise it. And maybe we're seeing that now, that one of the drivers is maximising it. Maybe the car wasn't that bad after all. And he was no, wrong. that car's but, bad. I don't know why. Why would Vasseur keep saying this throughout the season? He, no, the his, he's, he was literally throwing his drivers under the bus, saying, Look, I you know the, what? They need to sort it out. The car's not as good as he's saying. I'll be real with you. The car's not as good as he's saying. It cooks its tyres every race. And I don't, I genuinely this, don't this, think this it's because of the drivers. Yeah, it did. Science literally said, Yeah, science literally said, like, the tyres are gone. Yeah, tyres are dead. It didn't cook it as it's quickly just, as before. Before it was like, Deep fry. Now it's like char grilled. Before it was Sh- like shallow wait, fry, wait. shallow fry, you know. Shallow fry. Before it was like putting in the pan deep fry. fry. <laughs> yeah, the pan tires fry, are finished yeah. after like pan ten laps. <laughs> but anyways, peace out, people. Bless. See you later, man. A bit mad. See you Oh fucking! Hell. I can't even remember where I was up to now. Yeah, yeah. So answer your question, Alice. Yeah, in the championship to Sada, I might lean a bit more towards sound. Because I just think he leads not a lot more on his IQ. He challenges the pit wall a lot. Whereas Carl, I mean, Charlotte's like, oh, just let me just, I'm quick in it. So I can just, you know what I mean? Is that sort of how, thing, if that makes sense? How many tracks would you need to use your IQ at, though? Singapore, Monaco, where else? Um, Hungary. There's not very many tracks that you need a high IQ. I think you it's think more situational, it, though, as well. Like yeah. when the weather changes as well, like that's more on the driver. It's true, yeah. Like it's, yeah, that it's, is true. I still, again, like, don't get me wrong. I totally think that Leclerc is not having a great season. I think some of his fans are kind of like defending him and overrating a little bit too much. Like drivers can have bad, great drivers can have bad runs and have bad seasons. Like, you know, Lewis is on a bit of a weird kind of qualifying patch at the moment, but he's still getting it done in the races. Like, I think it's just one of those things, but I, I just want to see this from science. Like I, I, I like science in terms of what he's doing right now. He's having a great, like couple of races, but he needs to turn up when he gets a championship winning car. I don't want to see him like, do you remember Bahrain 2022? Like the beginning of these regs, everyone's exciting, Leclerc, Verstappen battling. Where was science? He was like 10 seconds down the, behind, the, behind them for some reason. So that's the only thing that I, I'm a slight little reservation about science. But either way, I mean, they're close. You know, when you look at Mercedes and Ferrari, like they have a great driver lineup, both of them. I think, to be honest, all four of them, you know, even George Russell, I think on their day, they can all kind of push Max and challenge him for the world title. So, and Red Bull don't have that. So that's why they've got to, you know, really kind of, that's why Checo's under pressure, really. I think when it comes to Sainz and Leclerc, they released a graphic the other day, didn't they, about how close teammates are together. 
and those two are neck and neck basically. I think it's like five hundredth of a second between it each other. And yeah. So I mean you you're not wrong for saying one, but you're not right either, basically. At the end of the day, they'll both make, find a way to bottom it. That's that is a real story. <laughs> That's a real answer. Yeah, the the, the world to be fair. Yeah, yeah, then they'll be coming. Uh, they'll be coming with court cases like Felipe Massa about oh this one done this in this race. <laughs> Give me back that championship. <laughs> God, I I will not be there. I will not be there. <laughs> but yeah, let's move on to. Um, I was going to say actually, you know, maybe maybe Carlos Sainz should go to Red Bull. If he doesn't, if he doesn't really with Ferrari, maybe you should challenge Max. I don't like that Red Bull environment. I just, I'm not sure. Even like, there's a, he's got to start there though. He's got to start there though. So I think, I think you know, I think his dad could stick it on like Helmut Marko and that. I don't think he's, I think he's one of them to lie down and talk, take shit. I think he'll be scrapping with Yoss though. You know, it'll be like the two drivers and the two dads in the garage, like you know, scrapping it out. I mean, I. I think Sainz actually matches Ferrari at the moment. He's, you know, he's comfortable there. I think, I think he's looking for a long-term contract there. Like that's this run. It's weird, you know, when his when his life is on the line, when there is when his bag is on the line as well, when there's a contract as well. Now is when he turns up. I don't like that, but you know, it is what it is. Happens a lot in a lot of sports. Yeah, it's a funny one. It's definitely a funny one. Mm. But uh, yeah, let's move on to Liam Lawson. So Liam Lawson got his first place of the season in his third race. I think it is now with a PNR. I think he's actually one point behind you, you know, in um, in this understandings, which is yeah, mad. I just think he's just Daniel Ricardo's replacements. Crazy. So Alison, come back to you on this. You're someone who has a like a bit of stock on uh, Liam Lawson. You rate him quite a bit. But what do you think of his uh, performance today then? And do you think he should maybe perhaps stay in the Alpha Tower till the end of the season? Or do you think when Danny Rick is ready, I think maybe Qatar or something like that, he said he'll be ready. Danny Rick should go back in the seat. It's a weird one to be fair because it it kind of depends what you want from that seat. Like Red Bull very clearly want to assess Daniel Ricciardo. Like it's this is a bit of a it's been weird, isn't it? Because I don't think they obviously they never saw Lawson come in out of nowhere and do this well. But he's kind of big, he's kind of he's created a bit of a problem. Maybe you know a good problem, but I do think that you still want to see what Daniel Ricciardo is made of. At least give Ricciardo, you know, he was originally meant to be there. So you've got to give it to him. I think Lawson's done enough. Like, even if he ended his, like, 2023 season right now, he has done enough to prove that he should be on the grid for next season. Whether that's in an Alpha Tauri, whether that's in front of a certain American at Williams, you know, I think we have to discuss that a little bit as well. But for sure, I think, you know, end it right now. He's already proven that he deserves a, a spot on the grid for next year. And I still want to see Ricardo. I mean, listen, I've also got a lot of Yuki stock as well. So it's it's a weird one because Yuki's now going to become under pressure. I think it, it's it's a weird one because one of those one of those three drivers might end up not even being on the grid for next season. So it's it's an interesting one. But I think the team is definitely gonna definitely gonna give Ricardo the time that he uh, deserves towards the we end of the season. We praise Daniel Ricardo that's not on the grid next season. <laughs> God. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe he will be back, back on the grid next season with Alfatavi, and then I made a talk of Yuki might lose his seat. To be fair, I also tend to talk about Williams. You know, Yuki might go Williams. So they're very interesting ones, though. I can't lie to you, especially with the pressure that Logan is under. But speaking of Logan, let's let's move on to him. Actually, Mister, what is a kilometer, Mart? I'm looking to you on this. <laughs> what have you? What do you think of? Logan's season as a whole so far, and do you think he warrants maybe a second chance next year? 
Um, no, I, I don't. I don't know. You know what? Yeah, I. He's a rookie, and I want to be fair to him. But Mick Schumacher was better, and that if that's the bar, I don't think he should be in F one. I, I don't. I don't really watch F two, but what I watched of F two, Logan Sargent never really stood out to me that much. Um, I mean, he had good performances in certain races, but he never really stood out to me. Um, but yeah, I, it's. I mean. I get it. They wanted an American driver on the grid. He's a Williams Academy driver as well. And Williams kind of wanted to bring someone in who probably couldn't do it. They he was their last resort though. He was their last resort. They went everywhere. They went to Danny Ricardo. They went to everyone else. And everyone else kind of rejected them because they didn't want to be at the back. And they said, Well, you know what? We'll give it to Logan. And he hasn't really repaid that favor. Not really shown. I mean, He's shown a little bit once or twice, but I don't think he's shown enough over the season to say, you know what, you should, you deserve another chance next year. I mean, when Yuki came on, I mean, Yuki is not done. He didn't have a great first season either, but you saw glimpses in Yuki throughout the season. And he's like, okay, well, maybe you, if you give him next year, we'll see what he can do. And then they said, okay, you did very well last year. Let's see what you can do this year. I'm not seeing that with Logan at all like he does I don't think he really does I think if you're gonna put another drive on the grid Mick Schumacher probably deserves it more than him and I don't want to see Mick Schumacher on the grid again so that's yeah right okay Aldous I'm gonna I'm give you a scenario right so there's two open seats at AlphaTauri and there's an open seat at Williams next to Albon Sergeant Yuki Lawson Ricardo who gets the seats and who sits on the sidelines out of them four jobs? I mean, to be honest, I actually made a, a video about this a few uh, a few days ago. Or lot, uh, yeah, this week. I think honestly, Yuki should leave. Like, uh, like I think he should try and leave AlphaTauri. Like, full stop. Leave the Rebel program and go to Williams. Like, almost start off fresh, like uh, Albon did, because that team, the, the the entire point of that team is to funnel drivers into Red Bull. And I don't ever see Yuki Sonoda at Red Bull. Number one, I don't, I don't think the tri- I don't think the team actually rates him. I don't think Helmut Marco or Christian Horner actually would ever even put Yuki Sonoda in a Red Bull. And so, because of that, his time there is limited. He is just waiting for another junior or another Daniel Ricciardo or whoever it is to come in there and beat him. So I think he should jump and try and kind of get his way into that Williams. I think you know under that environment, a little bit less pressure as well. We know Williams are kind of like you know they put their armor around the shoulder of their drivers a lot more. I think him and Albon will be a very good combination. I think Yuki is a good enough driver. And then for, for Alpha Tari, it makes sense because you put Liam Lawson in there. So you, you've got kind of that Red Bull Junior kind of, you know, building for the future. And then also in the short term, you have Daniel Ricciardo in there as well, who's maybe a bit of a more known quantity. We don't know how good he really is at the moment. So that's why we're still waiting for him to come back. But I think that's actually the best combination and honestly kind of the best scenario for, for everyone. Now, obviously on Logan Sargent, I'm not going to lie, I've got to give a shout out to a good friend of mine, uh, JB, who literally was saying for like months now that he is literally just like Latifi, but with better PR because he has just been like crashing like crazies. He hasn't shown enough, like the gap between him and Alex as well. Not good, not good as well. So it's just, I want to I want to give him a chance. You know, like, like Mark said, you, you want to see him kind of do a little bit more because clearly the guy has talent. You know, he did a really good job. I remember in like the first race and showed some really good pace in Saudi Arabia, which is not an easy track, but... 
I think the pressure is now really starting to get to him. Like even the mistake he made, it was a simple lockup, you know, into the wall. Not good. So yeah, I, th- I don't know how much more time they're going to give him or when they're going to make the decision. But yeah, that's who I'd put. I'd put Yuki in the uh, in the Williams alongside Alex. And then I'd have uh, Daniel and uh, Liam uh, for next season at Alpha Tauri. Yeah, I think I can agree with you on that one. Um, Mars, what about you? Would you do you agree with um, Ardas' configuration? Sergeant, or... I, I agree with I agree with Ardas, but put Sergeant in the Alpha Tauri instead of Ricardo. <laughs> Sergeants. Hmm. So it'll be Sergeants and Liam basically in Alpha yeah. I don't want to see Daniel Ricardo on a grid ever again. I'll be why not? Why not? Give me why not? I don't like Daniel Ricardo. I genuinely just don't like Daniel Ricardo. I love he, it. He's he's. Uh, it sounds it sounds like a proper hate thing to say, but he's just too happy to be a Formula One racing driver. <laughs> like, I I can't stand like all this honey badger nonsense. It just gets on my nerves so much. Like he's just a PR. You're just there for PR. And I feel like you need more self-respect. You were like once touted as a potential world champion and just look at what they've reduced you to now. It is it's horrible to see. And I want better for him. And he's not doing that for himself. I'd be real with you. Yeah, so, yeah. No. Yeah, and I, I hate you. Yeah, Danny Vick is kind of like, why is he hogging up a junior seat really and truly? But it's like, yeah. I suppose I suppose they're only doing that because they want him to, you know, put him obviously good performances enough for them to maybe put him in the Red Bull seats. But, but he's, not, he's not even, I mean, the few races that we've seen from Danny Carter, he's not even really shown that he can really do that either. I mean, I, I, mean, I, know, mm. I know it's very tough to say because he he's only done, what, two races? But the two races, he didn't really look that great. It's just, I don't, I, I feel like Daniel Ricardo, find something else to do. Go do Le Mans, go do IndyCar, do something. Just, if you're not going to get like a proper mid-level uh, drive like you had at Renault, just don't bother. Like, it's... He's chasing the Red Bull drive. I mean, we, talk, we talked about Perez earlier in the pod. He's he's not looking at a midfield drive. He's not better than Perez. Looking... He's not better than Perez. Let's be real. He's not better than Perez. Like I if know you we, put we him. Would... Who who has a better race in Singapore? If you put Ricardo, if you put Ricardo in that Red Bull, who has a better race? Him or Checo? They do the same thing with Checo. I'll be real with you. Daniel Ricardo is not doing anything more than Checo. And I'm not even trying to. I'm not. Even, I'm not even just saying that because I don't like the guy. I genuinely believe from what I've seen and from past experience over the last two years he's been in the F1, I don't see him doing anything more to do more than what Checo's done. I think Checo's just very comfortable. I think if you kick Checo up the ass, Checo could, could do a lot more. I think Checo's just very comfortable. And at the moment, he knows he's got his contract for next year. But next year, you'll probably see a different animal in Checo. I'd be real with you. When he knows his contract's coming up for Neil, you're going to see a different animal in him. And it's Daniel Carlo doesn't have that in him. Like he'll he'll be he'll be on the radio. You're they're racing me too hard. That that'll be it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe down the next times it's get times maybe up soon. That's that's the problem. Like, I mean, of course, yeah, he he of course he wants to Red Bull drive, isn't he? Of course, he left in 2018. Yeah, 34, 36. I think he's like 33. No, no, he's, he's not that old. Oh, I think he's like 33. Oh, yeah, I love 30s, isn't he? So, yeah. 
We still got yeah, time. Up. We will be still got time, but it's not. It's not if you're problem. not, yeah. I mean, like you're getting to a stage where you're almost thirty six. If you're not Lewis or Alonso level, there's no need for you to be in F1. I'll be real with you. I mean, Checo should be the um, the bar for an aging driver. And if you're not that bar, then there's no real need for you. Get let the young talent come through, and let's see what they can do. I mean, the young talent is atrocious as well, but we, I rather I rather that than watching Daniel Ricciardo just stink it up when someone else can stink it up. Gives me something more to talk about as well. <laughs> Gives you a new driver to hate, basically. basically. Just keep him coming. Basically. Keep him coming. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Red Bull carousel just keeps on coming. Just, just more drivers and more drivers. Don't worry, I, I'll add Lawson to there next year. <laughs> oh, no, God. no, I respect that. That's world class hating. That's what I love it. I respect it. That's that's Martin's bag. What would you expect? Yeah, <laughs> right, he's, okay. he's in his bag right now. <laughs> what do you think he came out? So you saw Tristan Cross, he said, Yeah, I'm on the pod. I'm like, Oh, god, you know what? He's gonna be clean up. <laughs> hey, I didn't even have to okay. hate on him. The, the tears was enough for me. I didn't have to hate on George. Lee. The tears was enough for me. Just to see him cry, that was enough for me. Oh, that's why are you crying on TV for, man? That, that That's your Champions League, bro. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, it's okay. Oh, it's a of it's, it's, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that, yeah. Um, but yeah, last, last but not least, move on to some sad news. Well, for me, anyway. Aston Martin. There, that's probably the worst weekend we've had since they've came back. Like, no doubt about it. Stroll can't even start. Alonso, he got a five second penalty, deserved 20 se- 25 second pit stop. And what else happens? He, he was the biggest loser in the Ocon Perez battle. Like, ugh, fam, I don't even know what to say. Aldous, I know obviously you're a massive Alonso fan. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to let you um, dissect this. So what was I don't even say what you what do you think, but like how bad was Alonso's race and Aston Martin this weekend in total, in your opinion? I mean, what's going on with Aston Martin? Because he was on the podium a few a few races ago in Zandvoort. Like he was, I think he finished second, didn't he, that race or something like that. And I don't know what's going on with this team. Like they were they've been they started off so well. The problem is that it's so difficult to judge that car because it is literally a one-car team. Like, I'm doing polls in, ter- in terms of who's going to win the race. And the options are, you know, Red Bull, Mercedes, or Alonso. Like, Aston Martin isn't even a team. It's just Team Alonso because, like, Stroll is not... Con- he's actually contributing... He's just... I think he's actually having a negative effect on the team. So it's just, like, it's so difficult to judge. And 25-second uh, pit stop, I forgot about that, actually. So, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a horrible race. Yeah, he got damaged, but it was just a bad race for Alonso. It was a bad race for Aston Martin. Total kind of, like, write-off, but... It gets me a bit worried for the future because if you actually look at how strong this car was at the beginning of the season, there is still a scenario where this team could fight for or could afford for maybe second or third in the constructors. But ultimately, they're getting, you know, McLaren potentially could catch them up now. Like, that is genuinely a conversation. I saw someone uh, tweet that. It might have been, I don't know if it was like Mahad or someone at Pitstop. Like, they're looking at Aston Martin now. It was definitely Mahad. Of course it was. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just a massive disappointment. I think Fernando's doing the best that he can. When you actually look at, you know, he's still fourth in the, in the championship, only just after this race got overtaken by, by Lewis. 
Uh, first time he's out the points all season. So listen, he had a stinker. He had damage on the car. So I think that's kind of like the saving grace. But this was a bad race. And also, by the way, Mike Crack might have to go on Fraud Watch very soon because he's talking up Stroll as if like, oh, you know, he's like, his crash just shows like how committed he, you know, how really committed he is. I'm like, what? What do you mean how committed I... he is? He was like three tenths down. He was still going to, even if he finished that lap and didn't crash, he still would have been out in Q1. So, and Alonso still would have gone through to Q to Q3. So listen, Mike Crack is now, it's his surname is going to have to start being spelled with a C, Crack, because that's what he's on at the moment. Like I'm not liking him at all. <laughs> Look, he's he's just trying to prop up Stroll. That's it. I don't like it, but I get it. I, I honestly don't because I seen it as well. I almost touched my phone out the window. I said, What? I said, that's what a certain driver at a certain Italian team gets that sort of excuse. It shows his commitments. I'm like, what? Like, bro, he wrote off the car. Like, what do you mean? Like, that is outrageous. But yeah, it's yeah, and also he's been saying those stuff like he thinks Stroll is on the same level as Alonso. I'm just like, what? Like, I know you were trying to gas him up, yeah. And he probably shows probably one of them. He needs like a lot of motivation, but it's like it's kind of like fam, like calm down a bit. This is this is too much. This is almost like reverse psychology where like Stroll sees that and almost does the complete opposite. So I don't know. It's a bit, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to refrain from my crack slander just yet. But, yeah, as I said, Lonzo got damaged on lap two. I've seen the footage of that. Um, and it was just downhill from there, really and truly, to be honest with you. On a track that we really should have been all right at. Because we was, we was only doing well when the track cooled down, like, later on the night. Because I bought FP2 and stuff like that and qualifying. Whereas FP1 and FP3, we were kind of, like, nowhere. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, a race. Uh, we can't forget. 100%. And Japan's not going to be any better because we're not good at high speed corners. So uh, we need a medical drive somehow, from somewhere. God knows. Isn't there updates but, coming for you like, in Japan or something? Listen, there's something like downgrades at the moment. No, so I can't speak on that because <laughs> anytime we stop an update on, it, did something goes wrong. We, we start to put fucking this, this um, on the rear jack, this little T thing as well, as far as for updates. I don't know what that was meant to do. But that clearly did football. And that didn't help with the pit stop as well because they were struggling with the the, the right-hand side of the car. You couldn't put the rear front on. They should just put the rear right on. And they couldn't even lift, the, lift up the car properly. So it was just, oh, what, what can go wrong will go wrong, I guess. Alonso also, Alonso also obviously uh, messed up because obviously in the pit entrance, he got a five-second penalty for... He, t- he totally overshot, you know, overshot it. I don't know if that yeah, was yeah, maybe down to the damage, but he should have done better. Like that's obviously, you know, that, that was a bit of a yeah, another up in it when um, yeah coming in. So it's, yeah. it is what it is. But Alonso Stinker, you love to see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so I, 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 was, I was in my element, man. Do As you I said, though? Three Do ops, <laughs> three ops, all went down today. It was just a, it was splendid, splendid. That's the word to describe it. Splendid. This is the Mars Grand Prix, this, you know. Until he was eating. He was eating. The only thing that would have made this Grand Prix better would have been a Lewis win. That was it. That's it. That is it. If Lewis has won, I, I would have been over the mood. I would have been hosting the pod today. <laughs> and it would have been a one-man pod. A one-man pod. God. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if we're asked the rest of the, the, the season. I'm probably just not going to acknowledge them for the rest of the season because I know I said I said last part oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna secure P4 but now I'm like I'm, I'm scared I'm shook man 
Maybe if we do a minus on Vegas, I don't know. But yeah, it's looking a bit, it's looking a bit peak still. But yeah, let's let's move on to the rest of the grid. I think we pretty much spoke about the whole grid. I, I can't even lie to you to me to me there. I'm trying to think of who we haven't spoke on really truly. Um, spoke on Haas, not Williams. Alpine. Yeah, I think you. Alpine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Alpine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you hear me? Yeah, but yeah, let's go. Let's go. Alpine. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, mate. Alpine. Obviously, Gasly did a decent drive. Kind of, they didn't have the best kind of qualifyings, but. Mate, I feel sorry for Esteban Ocon. He was doing a madness, like on track, all that racing between him, Checo and uh, and Alonso. He was really like in his bag. Like he was doing such a good job on his birthday. And then like, what is it? Like Richard said, when it comes to Alpine, what can go wrong will go wrong. And like their bad reliability, that is F1 heritage right there. Them breaking down at the precise moment when their drivers are in the points. We saw it with Alonso about 50 times last season. And we saw it with, you know, again, Ocon this season. So... You know, that's what you get for being an Alpine driver, unfortunately. The car clearly is okay, kind of, in the midfield. And Ocon is a, you know, Ocon is a good driver. Like, again, maybe not uh, a title challenger, but he's a dependable driver, race winner, of course. You know, both him and Gasly, but it's just that team, bro. It's just that team. That's all I can say. I'm, I'm making a man come to work on his birthday just for the car to break down. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. It's, yeah, no, it is. Anyway, happy it's, birthday, it, Ocon. It, Fuck it up. It's it's oh. it's weird as well because literally like at this track last year, Alpine also broke down on like in the middle was of, it the both of them? The, was it Well, both? Alonso. It happened to Alonso in ex- exact same sort of like situation. He was he was because Alonso was on about what like P six or something like that, basically in the Alpine, and he randomly broke down, didn't he? If you I've just remember. checked it was both of them last year as well. <laughs> I was both of, oh god, that's even worse. I thought it was Alonso. Yeah, it's just yeah. I, I don't know what that Alpine when it works, it's actually not too bad to be fair. But the problem is when it works, that's the key thing. So yeah, Alpine are gonna Alpine at this rate. But um, yeah, rest in peace to them. So yeah, let's move on to driver today. I'll ask him to you on this. Um, who's your driver today? There's a lot of candidate candidates for this actually, but I'm not. I'm gonna go with uh, Liam Lawson actually. I'm going to go with Liam Lawson. I know that he didn't kind of... I know that he wasn't like overtaking people on a madness, but this is a tricky track. This is a difficult track. Only, let's be honest, Zandvoort was a weird one. You know, that was last minute. This is only really his second proper Grand Prix weekend where he gets to dial in the car, kind of know the car. Um, Out-qualified Yuki, fair and square. You know, Yuki kind of messed up. Uh, Didn't get the best of starts, but listen, to, to score points, I mean, two points already. Highest, he's the first driver ever to score their debut points in Singapore. And he's also got AlphaTauri's highest position this season. So he kept his cool in a really difficult situation. He did a fantastic job. So got to hand it to him. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good shot. Liam had an excellent race, to be honest with you. Um, I think I'm just going to go for the other one, Carlos Sanz, to be honest with you. I mean, that was a statement draft today. Funny enough, this time last year, this was the race where I said Carlos Sanz not that guy. And now you've seen the space of well, not even twelve months, but like in two races, like he's almost got like his finger out of his ass and said, "Yeah, I'm going to fight for this contract. I'm going to show what people are about. I'll be hearing the slander too much. I'm going to show people what time it is." And he has, to be fair, like I can't. He's listening can't to the pod. He's yeah, he might be. Yeah, he might be listening to the pod. I mean, two poles in a row against a robot and a race win. Like you can't knock it. Like 
I'm going to say fair play. And he's showing up as generational talent teammates, allegedly. So, listen, you, you, you can't knock it. I, I respect it. Mots, um, I know you're currently watching NFL and being stressed, but who's your job today? I know we won, man. We won. Um, oh, go on. Uh, driver today. I love to get to this, but it's Carlos Sainz, isn't it? I think very, very high IQ drive. As um, I think was it Mahada Allah said it earlier. Best drive of his career, really. Yeah. You know for sure, for sure. Uh, let's move on to let's see if you want Mars. Let's see if you would. Who who can't we give it to? Um, the Red Bull team, uh, Alonso, Alpine. Uh, but I know I let him off today. I let him off. Um, no, I'm not gonna let him off. George Russell, that's who we're giving it to. I was waiting for this. You can't do this. You can't do that. Not on the final lap, man. Do you know what? Mansfield. Oh, my gosh. That is an absolute stinker. That's like having an open goal and you literally just miss in the last second. That is is horrible, George. That was horrible. But we love to see it. We love to see it. You like it. It was Nunez kind of performance, you know? What can you say? (laughs) Alas, um, who, who's your Latifi award? I mean, to be fair, it's just because it is the Latifi award, it's got to be Sergeant because I mean, he was kind of like the Latifi of this race, like crashed out at the perfect moment, brought out a little say, you know, brought out a safety car. Um, well, no, virtual, I think it was, no, it was a safety car at the time, you know, spiced up the race. If that's not worthy of the uh, Latifi award, award, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think that's a good sharp or. Uh, actually, I'm going to give it to Alonso today because he actually let me down. You, 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 you let me down today, Baldi. Like, I know the car was a great, I know he had damage, but he was doing like horrendous. Even went off when he switched the stops as well, randomly. I thought, oh, don't tell me he's DNF'd on like lap 40, whatever, as well. But it was just, it was all around honker. So, yeah, I'm going to have to give it to him, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, I'll argue against it. Yeah, I mean, this is what it is, isn't it? But yeah, let's roll through some listeners' quick questions quite quick. So we'll start off with Stina underscore season. How much of a howler is it that Alpine have had both drivers on the podium, but Aston, the old team of Ron Dennis, haven't? This is just some hater shit, to be honest with you. So yeah, I don't add us. Well, how is that really a howler? Is it or just is it more circumstantial, do you think? No, I mean, wait, in terms of like Aston Martin not having both of their drivers on podiums, is that, is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah, like? yeah. You're saying McLeod, you're saying basically only Norris and Alonso from their teams have got a podium, but Alpine have got both drivers on the podium this season. So it's kind of saying I mean, that like, Stroll and Piastri stepped up. I mean, Piastri, obviously, again, Piastri's a rookie, and he was kind of sort of on the podium, you know, in Spa during the sprint. But um, but again, no, I mean, Piastri's doing well. I, I, Piastri's not in this conversation. Stroll, though, seven years in Formula One. I think he's like... Yeah, I think he's in his seventh seventh F1 season. He shouldn't be anywhere near that team, but we know why. You know, money clearly does buy you a seat in Formula One. He he shouldn't be anywhere near. It's too high of a level for him. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Lance can do a decent job in somewhere like an Alfa Romeo or a Haas, but Aston Martin fighting for podiums, top five finishes, that's not his level. And ultimately, you know, when this team, when Aston Martin underperformed by the end of the year and underperformed with the car that they've been given, 
they have no they have no complaints at all. No, agreed, hundred percent. Next question is off Ranch Dingus. Any respect for the only drive to get God Save the King on the pod? Open brackets, don't ask just to Marts. Marty Watson, bro. No. <laughs> Cry more, boy. Cry more. Hey, I know you're crying. I know you're crying that way you are, Chris. I know you're crying. You're crying in the car today, boy. Uh Listen, he's yeah. at a festival living his best life, bro. I, I've seen the footage. He's, cr- he's, he's the crying festival. in the festival. Yeah, I, I can't disclose that, bro. I can't disclose that. Listen. But, but yeah, let, let me let me move he, on to another question. He hasn't yeah. moved from the bar since. Hey, hey. Got to drown away his sorrows in it one way or another. <laughs> okay, next question off a Kunle for um, part of the pod. Just because you're a friend of the pod. Uh, why did Leclerc not have any answers to the pace of others after his, his messed up pit stop? I mean, we kind of already answered that, haven't we? To be fair, it was just he was just. I mean, his his tire his tire wear was terrible. He he wasn't able to manage it like Science, like twenty one seconds off Science. Like, I don't get me wrong. I know he was struggling, but it was just it was a bit of a howler drive from him actually in clean air. Like, I know Leclerc fans will probably say, oh, you know, he kind of made Science win the race. Like he gave it to him or whatever. But he even when he was in clean air, like that was a really disappointing second stint. So. Yeah, a race to forget for him, but we'll see how he bounces back, I guess. For sure. Another question of Kunle is, is he him? Question mark, question mark. I'm talking about the other British driver that crashed today. <laughs> is George Russell him? Hmm. Hmm. Let's ask Let's ask Aldas. I think I said enough for George today. Aldous. True. Aldas, is, is George Russell him? Once again, I am the public defender here, so I mean, someone's got to do it. Listen, it's one race. Like, yes, it was a bozo moment, but don't him. forget Sao Paulo. He is, he is still him. Let's not forget that this... I think George Russell still has the capabilities of challenging for a title. Like, yes, it was a bad race. He'll learn from it, but he's been on a bit of a roll recently. Like, once he just, like, just... He needs to learn from this, though. Don't get me wrong, but he is him. I'm watching closely. That's what I'm saying. The jury's off. He's the him from Powerpuff Girls. I don't know about him as a driver. Now strike that from that record. <sighs> Next question. Um, why does the Aston Martin suddenly appear on travel for, for Fernando Alonso? Wasn't he singing about how great the car was at the start of the season? Where did he finish now? Ahead of how Pino... Okay, couldn't I, um, don't take the piss. We're finishing the lowest P5. Ahead of ahead of how Pino beyond. Come on. I'm not I'm not I'm not co-signing the slander. Next question of Chris Debar91. Should Mercedes have let Lewis pass George to fight for the win? I guess if Lewis sets up his car better, he would have been in a better position for the race. I'll leave that open open to the floor. Should he have him? Do you know what the difficult thing about this is, though? Is that they caught that pack so late. Like, they caught it with that pack with about six or seven laps to go. So you give Russell, you know, two or three laps to have a go. And by that time, if you if you seriously try to tell Russell to swap positions, like, do you seriously think he's going to say yes? Like, do you think he's going to do you think he's, he's going to do it? Absolutely No. Not. Absolutely not. Yeah, waste waste of time. Um, next question off D cousin MV1. Is the clerk on fraud watch? I mean, just ask me though. I think he is. Tell me when he wasn't, to be fair. Like listening to this pod, I think he's always been on fraud watch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're proper list of the pods, you kind of know if he is or isn't, but if you're not, then um, the one thing I've noticed real quick. 
if Leclerc ever has a howler, there is more members of like Pit Stop Fracker on the pod than like, any other episode. <laughs> hey, I've you, you've I've seen our game? That. Hey, you've seen our game? Hey, listen. I'm familiar with your game. And, uh, hey, hey, listen. I may or may not make exceptions to make an appearance on the pod if when he has a honker. No comments. Talk to my lawyer. But yeah. Another question off uh, Dequas and MV1. Is the clerk an overrace of Pastor Maldonado? Well, Mr. Dequas and MV1, if you're a frequent list of the pods, you know, we previously called on the Monog- Monogas Maldonado. So, uh, I- I- I'll leave that for your interpretation. But yes. Next question off MLG Sports123. Is this the end of Yuki's tenure at AlphaTauri? And as, as you said, you've already said he should move to Williams. March, do you think he should... Um, Escape the rebel family? Yeah, I don't think it's an environment for him. I think um, Aldous was right. Something about Williams, where they actually put your arm around you. Um, you know, he has a very good relationship with Albon as well. Um, so that he might thrive there. And I think he'll do a lot better than Logan Sargent. Cool. Next question off Baraka G I C H E R U. Sorry, I botched your name, bro. Number, question number one, is the clerk not that guy? He's never been... Uh, no. Alan's for you. No, he's not. Question number two, can Rebel bounce back? Yes. I think we're all in agreement he can. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, well, next race, isn't it? We're just, enjoying, we're just enjoying this weekend. For what it is. I was going to say, I think I tweeted, it's like, save the moment. Everyone, save the moment, because I swear to God, Max is going to drop like 20 seconds on everyone's heads in Suzuka. This is like when uh, Mercedes, they used to drop a stinker at Brazil and Mexico all the time. And it's just like, people just enjoy those two races. We're just enjoying this. This is our uh, Mexico. Yeah, true. Fair question. Can Lando win in Japan? I mean, I don't know. Well, if you ask Mart, he's probably not. Well, not Mart, sorry. If you ask uh, Mahad, he's probably not even getting into Q2. So, you know, yeah, yeah, he's, he's trying to play down, down those expectations. Mm, it's true, it's true. Last question off him uh, why Anik Shameless? Because that's just Anik, he's just standard a behavior. The standard, yeah, there you go, standard behavior. Next question off Ben Trouble 012 Is this just a paper patch for science, or is he finding his rhythm? And does George need to focus on race setup more, or is Lewis not setting up the car enough for quality? So, is this purple patch or is this the real deal from Sans? What do you think, Marts? Time will tell, but I think it's a purple patch. Contract hype. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, yeah. He's just chasing that bag. Once he secures it, like I want to see, I want to see this purple patch once he actually gets the bag and that contract. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And does George need to focus on race setup more, or is Lewis not setting up the car enough for quality? I think that it thinks a bit of both. Um, I think sometimes George doesn't set up his car well. Um, I think Lewis Lewis is getting older, so let's let's just call a spade a spade. <clears throat> Something in his performance is going to drop off, and I think it's just quality that's dropping off a bit. I, I mean, he's doing very well, and he's still beating George over the quality. But I think just there's going to be times at this season where you're going to notice there's going to be a difference between those two, and I think it's mostly going to come out during quality times, but I think when it comes to race, you there's no there's no one really better than this. Like his race pace is unbelievable. So I think quality George is very good at quality. He's on par with Lewis. I will say for quality, 
And I think you'll see your performances where, yeah, as Lucius gets older, his performances will drop off a bit as he loses a bit of speed in quality. But I, I think overall, in race pace, Lewis will always have George until he retires. Agreed, 100%. Last couple of questions. Uh, one off Savage Biceps. Where does the science drive stack up against the single best races of the last 10 years? Hmm. That's a chill out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chill, chill. <laughs> Come on. That's <laughs> a broad shrek. You said this season. I said, yeah. Well, 10 years, I mean, for now. I'll be real. I you think Monza, Monza last week for Max was a better drive than this one. But <laughs> it was... Um, yeah, it's I in mean, the top 100. Very... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll leave, we'll leave at that. Uh, it, I mean, to be fair, it's one of the best drives this season. I don't think that's a mad hot take, to be honest with you. But last 10 years, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, bit, bit of a mad one. Can't lie. Uh Okay, next question. Sub to Sakaya. Next year, the Mercedes have a clear number one and number two driver. I mean, they're too close. They're too close, though, to be like number one, number two. Like, they're so close in quality. They are quite close. Lewis has an edge in the race, but it's difficult to kind of define them as a number one, number two. Same as Ferrari. I think, like, you can't say who the number one or number two is at Ferrari because it changes. I feel Lewis is holding back a lot, though. I don't think. I think George is very pushing, but I think Lucy's holding back a little bit because he's not really like expending energy on useless rate on when he doesn't feel like he's gonna gain anything. I feel like he's just relaxing and he's just taking it as it comes. It's like if the team does something to mess it up that day, he's like, Well, you know what? It is what it is, and we'll just say we'll do better next time, guys. Um, or we got to do better. But I feel like if you put Lucy in a championship car you will know what a number one driver is. And it will be clear of anything Russell's doing at this moment in time. And I'm not just saying this as a fan of Lewis, but this is just general facts. And it's the same thing you'll see with Max Verstappen. I feel like there'll be times if you put Max Verstappen in a similar situation, he'll cruise for a bit. He wouldn't push. But if you put him in that championship car, you'll see how clear he is of his teammate. See that dog in him. When you put yeah. it, that's what happens. He's got that XL bully in him, man. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus Christ. Only on this part man. we'd mention tre- trend and trop topics in, in, in the world today. It's getting political. But yeah. <laughs> Trust me. No more smart whips as well. Oh, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> Last question of someone Baloro. What is going on with Leclerc? I mean, it was his day off. That's he was it. chilling, bro. He's on holiday mode. Was... Yeah, that's it. He's getting punched up by uh, Carlito. It's that simple. It's not more he was on the smart whips the... before they got banned. Hey, he was on the e vapes. What was it? He's... Yeah, he was on disposable vapes. vapes. Was we yeah. having water- watermelon and grape? <laughs> He was on that sort of wave. Yeah, that was on. He was driving with smart whips. That's what he was doing. But <laughs> yeah, okay. That's <laughs> right. That's all for today. Uh, thank you if you did get this far. Please don't forget to, of course, 
like, comment, subscribe on YouTube on the Pixel Fracker. Leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Make sure to follow us on the socials on Threads, X, Instagram, and TikTok, where Martin will be doing many more dances to many more draw songs on TikTok. So please make sure to um, follow us. Can't there. wait. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Martin. We see you, bro. You, you can't fool us, bro. We, we see you busting their moves. I'm familiar with your game now. The, hey, listen, we're very familiar with Martin's game. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in and make sure to catch us next time at Japan. Peace. Brand new season, brand new yeah. dawn for Formula One. It's the Bahrain Grand Prix. And it's lights out and away we go. We are the green, green, green. This for my kids. Network.